Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host, and just want to say thank you, men. Thank you for taking time together to just take a few minutes, 15, 20 minutes together. My prayer is this will be one of the best 15, 20 minutes of your whole week, and I pray that it will stir conversation in your own heart with the Lord and then also stir conversation with those people you're doing life with, those people you are walking with Christ alongside together in your home, in your family, in your neighborhood, in your, your local assembly. Man, I pray this this podcast stirs your faith this week. We started last week a conversation out of Romans chapter 8 with the foundation being that if God is for us, Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? If you didn't withhold Jesus, then he's not going to withhold anything good that we need. And man, that's a strong foundation. That's a solid ground to stand on each and every day. And that's an anchor. That's an anchor for your heart, no matter what storm blows in, no matter what, no matter how long the storm lasts, man, that truth will anchor us knowing all I know is God's for me. I mean, if you, if I don't know anything else, I don't know why this has happened. I don't know why this went all crazy on me, but this I do know, this I do know, God is for me. And if he didn't withhold Jesus, he's not withholding anything good. And I know the only one who's withholding and trying to resist me is the enemy. He's trying to resist me. He's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And I can renounce him. I can reject him. I can take authority over him in the name of Jesus. But God, he's for me. He's on my side. He's in my corner. He's fighting not only for me, he's fighting with me. Praise God. And so that's the foundation of the conversation. But verse 31 starts with these words, what shall we say to these things? Well, what's the things he's talking about? Will you back up to verse 29, you get a list of the things that he's referring to, and there's basically um, five of them here. We're going to break them down, take the first one here today. Let me just read the list, though. It says in verse 29, whom he did foreknow, those he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That's why marksmen exist, is to help us all further in our conformity to his son, to aim our lives at Christ likeness. And we can do that because we know it's God's will, because we're actually predestined to do it. So anyway, so that's the next one, predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he, Jesus, would be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, not stopping there, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and those he called, he also justified and those he justified he also glorified and that's when paul says in verse 31 so what are we going to say to these things god's for us guys and so we're going to take those one by one starting with foreknowledge 
See, there's a there's a strength that comes knowing God is for us when we already know He's aware of everything. The Bible says in Hebrews four, all things are naked and open to Him with whom we have to do, with whom we have to give an account. In other words, there's nothing hidden from the Lord. When the Lord asks a question, He's not looking for information, guys. He knows the answer. He's wanting us to to discover something. He's wanting us to discover the answer and guide us with his line of questions because he's not asking a question to gain information. He knows the end from the beginning. The Bible's a book full of prophecy. And what is prophecy? History written in advance. Come on, guys. God is for us. God who wrote history in advance, God who knows the end from the beginning, and to know my end from my beginning and your end from your beginning, and he's still for you, then it must be nothing, nothing, nothing that develops in your life is going to shock him. It's going to cause him to stumble and and to question, you know, I don't know if if I want them after all. He He is not discovering anything about us. We're living a life of total discovery. Every day is a discovery, but everything is open to him. The Bible says the day and the night are the same to him. And so he's not discovering anything, and he knows it all. And yet knowing it all, he gave Jesus to save your soul, to save my soul, to cleanse your sins, to cleanse my sins, to redeem your life and to redeem my life, even though he knew everything about us, everything we'd ever do, you were still worth it, men, and I was still worth it. So this foreknowledge is huge. One of the great places you can go to begin studying this is in Psalms 139, Psalms 139. And and I'm going to read just a little bit out of Psalms 139, and I'm going to read it from the Passion You know, you can read it in the Amplified, NIV, New Living Translation, ESV. I encourage you to read it in multiple translations, even like the Passion or the Message, which are kind of more of a paraphrase, in my opinion. Um, But they're just good to have things in common, common language, common speech. But here's some of the Psalm 139. And this is why are we looking at this? Because this is establishing our heart that God knows us from the beginning. There's something that only he knows about my life. And there's something that only he can tell me about my life. It's kind of like when Peter ran into Jesus, or actually he he was walking with Jesus, but, but Jesus asked him a question about in Matthew 16, who do men say that I am? And they all came up with some answers, you know, some say this, some say that. And then Peter piped up, or actually Simon at the moment, Simon says, you are Jesus, you are the Son of God. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus looked at him and said, Simon, you just got a revelation from the Father. You didn't learn that in school. You didn't discover that. That was a revelation. The Father revealed that to you. And he said, and now you are Peter. And upon this rock, upon this revelation, I'm going to build my church. And so we see, a, we see a process there of a revelation of who Jesus is and then Jesus telling him who he is. And that's how it works, men. When we discover who Jesus is, then he begins to tell us who we are. 
But he doesn't tell us from a standpoint of having to discover anything. He already knows it all. In fact, look at Psalm 139. It says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive my every movement of my heart, my soul, and you understand my every thought before it enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. You know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I'll take even before the journey begins. You've gone into my future to prepare a way. And in then kindness, you follow behind me and you spare me from the harm of my past. You have laid your hand upon me. This is just too wonderful, too deep, too incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me to wonder and strength. Did you get that, men? Your understanding of me brings me wonder, and it brings me strength. And that's my prayer for you, men. Yeah, let's let's be in awe of God. Let's be in awe and wonder of how is it that God can even know my first step before my journey even begins? How is it that he can know the end from the beginning? How is it that he can know a thought before I even have the thought? That will make you wonder. That'll make you tremble in his presence, but it'll also strengthen you when you realize he didn't withhold his only son, but he delivered him up for us all so that we might believe in him and be forgiven and be released and be redeemed and be restored to our father. He goes on to say, where could I go from your spirit? Where can I run and hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with the wings of the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It's impossible to disappear from you or to even ask the darkness to hide me. For your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my night. There is no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. There's no difference between the two. That's what I said earlier. Men, there's nowhere we can hide. And if God knows everything about us and he still chose us, then we cannot let anything that develops try to shame us, try to guilt us, try to separate us. And that's what Paul goes on in that chapter 8 that we we stopped there in verse 32. He goes on to say all the things that can come against us, the height, the depth, the, the principalities, the powers, things present, things to come. And yet he says, none of these things can separate me from the love of God. So there's nothing that can separate me, nothing that can separate you men from the love of God. He already knows it. So don't let anything shame you. Don't let anything condemn you or guilt you. Man, the Holy Spirit is there to bring that conviction so that our heart can turn, our heart can change, but not because of shame and guilt and God's trying to slam us. No, he wants to rescue us. He wants to redeem us. He wants to give us a new direction. He wants us to discover our real identity, our real value, and our real purpose, which only He can reveal. Only Jesus can reveal that to me. On in Psalm 139, it goes on to say, You formed my innermost parts. You shaped me. Uh, you shaped my delicate insides, my intricate outsides. You wove them all together in my mother's womb. Uh, 
I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed my every bone in my body. When you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully, you shaped me from nothing into something. Come on, somebody, from nothing into something. Does God have the power to take nothing and then make something? Absolutely, he does. If we just humble ourselves and realize that this foreknowledge of God is not something that's against us, this foreknowledge of God reveals in a greater fashion how much he's for us. You saw me. You saw who created me. I'm sorry, you saw who you created me to be before I came became me. Now, isn't that <laughs> amazing? You saw who you created me to be before I even became me. Before I'd even seen the light of day, the number of my days, you planned for me, and you were already recording them in your book every single moment you're thinking of me. Take that, man. Man, just grab hold of that every single moment. He's thinking of you. How precious and wonderful to be considered that you cherish me constantly in every thought. Oh God, your desire toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you're still there with me. Come on, guys. If God is for us, Who can be against us? One of the greatest ways he's for us is his foreknowledge of us, that he knows something about my life that only he can reveal. Only Jesus can give this information to you. That's why we get in the word. That's why we get into prayer. That's why we go to the local church. That's why we have pastors and apostles and prophets and teachers and evangelists speaking into our life. It's to reveal what God knows about my life. He wraps up here, Psalm 139, God, and it's with a prayer, and it can be even our prayer today as we wrap up today's conversation. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares and see if there's any path of pain that I'm walking on and then lead me back to your glorious everlasting way, the path that brings me back to you. In Jesus' name, amen, guys. Is that not a powerful prayer? Is that not a power just powerful just consecration and surrender and just letting the Lord search us, letting the Lord do a work in us. Let the fact that God is for you connect that with his foreknowledge, connect that with he's been involved in your life before you took your first breath, before you made that decision you regretted, before you made that choice you forever regret. Man, he wants to remove the stain of regret from your life by the knowledge of his foreknowledge. And in his foreknowledge, he loved you. In his foreknowledge, he pursued you. In his foreknowledge, he gave Jesus to forgive you, to redeem you, to deliver you, and to save you. Let that foreknowledge absolutely remove regret from your life today. Let it remove the stain of shame and guilt and condemnation as the blood of Jesus speaks of your value and speaks of your identity. 
and speaks of your redeemed purpose. Praise be to God. Man, you guys got me excited today. Somebody must have been really hungry because I, I kind of got the preach on today. I don't know. I just <laughs> This is just some good stuff. It's, it's washing over my soul. It's cleansing my heart. It's, it's renewing my mind. And so I love these times together each week on Marksman with you and just being together with men, men who are pursuing Christ-likeness, men who are just wanting to lead, lead in life, lead in family, lead in your marriage, lead in community, lead in the local church and assemblies. Man, God is looking for leaders, and I believe He. I'm talking to leaders today. And even if you're like Gideon hiding out in the wine press, I hear God saying, hey, you, mighty man of valor. Hey, you mighty man of God, leader, I'm talking to you today. And so praise be to God. It's just good to be together week after week here on Marksman. Hope you're enjoying the conversation. We're going to be back together again next week as we continue the conversation, as we go to our next step, talking about the things that Paul referred to in Romans 8:31 when he said, hey, what are we going to say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If he didn't withhold Jesus, he's not going to withhold anything good that we need. Bless you, men. We'll be together again next week.